everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Now, for some of you, next Monday, February 14th, may be a day you don't necessarily look forward to, and in fact, you may even avoid your social media page for those 24 hours so you won't have to see the many, many Valentine's Day posts. I know that this day can sometimes be difficult for single girls who are feeling a little discouraged at their seemingly permanent relationship status, and sometimes those feelings of dismay are rooted in statements that have either been made in passing or thoughts that have crept their way into your mind. The problem is that these are not true, and today I wanted to go over these five lies that single Christian girls can fall for. The first lie is, there must be something wrong with me. This is often the lie that girls first believe when a certain amount of time has passed and they have not been asked out. They tend to look around at the other girls who are already in a relationship, and then they look at themselves, usually in the mirror. They search for flaws and ways to fix them or make them go away. I know that it's an easy thing to do, but this is based on the flawed thinking that you have to look a certain way in order to be noticed, or that you were created with a defect, and that is a lie. God created you just as you are. Your eye, your hair color, the shape of your nose, how tall you are, they were all chosen by the one who loves you. When you look at your reflection, you see the image bearer of God fearfully and wonderfully made to mirror him to the world, a world that is in need. God does not make mistakes. Everything he does is with perfection and with purpose. Please don't ever think that you have to change how you are or look just to get a boyfriend or a husband. The man God has for you will love you exactly as you are. Now, however, (laughs) I do want to state a disclaimer. This does not mean we can give ourselves a pass to live as we please or never care about ourselves. Our body is the temple of the Lord, meaning we should take good care of it and make good choices. And we should always strive to grow in the Lord, which means letting go of the character flaws and bad behavior we may have in our life. God wants to refine us into his image, purging the things that hinder us from becoming who he desires us to be. When we make our life about pleasing him, everything else will fall into place and we can have peace and rest knowing that his plans and timing are always perfect. Now, lie number two, there are no good guys left. This is actually a pretty big one, and while I will say that it does feel as if there are fewer good guys who love the Lord, it is still a lie that there are absolutely none left. I will never forget what one girl said regarding this idea. She said that even in the time of the judges, when it seemed that all men were doing what was right in their own eyes, God still had a Boaz for his Ruth. This is something that we need to remember, and one of the reasons I always like to include a Miss to Mrs. story in the magazine It serves as a reminder that God is still bringing good, godly people together. These stories are proof that good men, they still exist. I know that it can be discouraging, especially as we look around, but maybe that's one of the problems. We should be looking up, not down or around. God knows your desire and will bring you a man that is just right for you. Don't allow this lie to cause you to compromise or settle for something less than God's best. I encourage you to go back and listen to the interview I did with my friend Julie. I will include the link in the show notes. She had been waiting a long time for God to bring her her husband. She was in her mid-20s when she began a serious relationship, which did lead to an engagement. However, as her wedding day approached, she began to struggle more and more with peace, and she wondered if she was doing the right thing. And finally, four weeks before the wedding, she called it off. 
That took a tremendous amount of courage on her part, but she knew it was necessary. It would be almost two years before God brought her and her now husband together, but she always tells me she is so glad she waited. He is perfect for her in every way, and I love seeing pictures of them together because they just look so happy. And that is what I want for each of you, the man God has for you. And can I encourage you to remember just how much God loves you and that you can trust him with every part of your life, including a husband. I promise that when you trust God with your future, you will never be disappointed. Now, lie number three, I am not worthy of marriage. I'm being denied marriage because maybe I did something wrong. This one is an interesting one and something that we may not openly admit even to ourselves, but it's there. I remember reading this in the fall 2021 issue of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine. The Miss to Mrs. story was written by a friend of mine who brought this point out. She questioned whether she was not married because she was unworthy of being married, that God was denying it to her for some reason. But then she began to think about it in a deeper way. She concluded that this was faulty reasoning since people get married all the time, both lost and saved. So it was not a special prize granted to the best behaved, most talented or exceptionally spiritual person. And I loved that. It was such a great statement and a truth that overcame the lie. She also said that we don't receive good things because we deserve them. And I, I couldn't agree more. Our God is a good God who loves his children and bestows blessings upon us because he loves us, not because we've earned them. Something else I loved about my friend's conclusion is the fact that she looked into God's word for an answer regarding this thought and realized that it was based on a lie. We need to take those thoughts that we have and compare them to scripture to see if it's so. She was able to conquer this lie with the truth of God's word. That being single is not a punishment. And if you are married, you must be more deserving. And often one lie leads to another, such as if you are being denied marriage because you are not worthy, then something must be wrong with you. Remember lie number one? My friend stopped the lie through careful examination of the scripture. And that's what you need to do whenever these doubts begin to creep into your heart. Take time to read through the precious promises of scripture or ones of affirmation, such as Psalms 119.68, thou art good and doest good, teach me thy statutes. Or how about these wonderful verses in Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of God which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. And what about this one from Isaiah 54:10? For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. And this verse from Hebrews 10, 23 is also a wonderful assurance. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. The only antidote to a lie is the truth. And that is why it is essential to spend time in the word of God every day, because we will know the truth and the truth will drive out the lies. Satan wants to fill our hearts with lies so he can discourage us and hinder our ability to live as God intended. Please, my friend, make it a priority to be in the word of God every day. I promise you will never regret the time you spend there. And a lie number four, my life won't start until I am married. 
So many times I listen to girls say, well, when I'm married, I'm going to do this, or when I'm married, I'm going to do that. It surprised me in many ways because it made it seem that we had to be married before we could do anything, before we could live a purposeful life. It was as if they were saying that until I'm married, I really can't do anything, but that is the furthest thing from the truth. There are countless stories of single women who did great things for God, including Miriam, the sister of Moses. She never married yet. She was instrumental in leading the people in praise after they crossed the Red Sea. God is not interested in your relationship status, but he is in the condition of your heart. He only needs someone who is willing to follow him anywhere and do whatever he asks. Your best life is the one spent pursuing him no matter where it takes you. So many times I read of two people pursuing God wholeheartedly and it led them to each other. You don't need to be married to serve God. In fact, your single years offer you the most flexibility in serving. You don't have to consider a husband or children before saying yes to something. Make the most of your single years. Stay close to God and invest yourself in serving him in whatever way he leads. Don't fall for the lie that you need to be married in order to do something. There are countless organizations that you can volunteer for, ministries in your local church to involve yourself in, and invest in yourself in the relationships God has given to you, such as your family and your friends. Your life right now has meaning and purpose, so go ahead and live for God in this current season. In lie number five, you are too picky. Now this one I have heard many times with multiple illustrations such as, well, when you keep climbing the apple tree looking for the very best apple, you might just reach the top and run out of apples. Now, to be fair, I understand some of their points. Sometimes girls can get caught up in the little things such as, well, I want a man with blue eyes and blonde hair, or he needs to have this kind of job, or he needs to be this particular height. These things are what we would call preferences and are a lot different than principles. And preferences, well, they're, they're definitely flexible. Our number one concern should be with a man's character, not his appearance. A man who is pursuing God possesses something that will not fade away, unlike a handsome face that will disappear over time. And when it comes to character, you have the right to be picky. I have a blog post on my website that talks about the man worth waiting for, which was taken from the book, Lady in Waiting. This is a must read for every single girl. It was packed with insightful truth, um, helpful things. You just really ought to read that. But here's a quick rundown of these nine qualities. Number one, he puts the needs of others ahead of his own. Two, he rejoices in his relationship with Christ. Three, he maintains proper relationships. Four, he refuses to jump ahead of God's timing. Five, he seeks to meet the practical needs of others. Six, he stands up for what is right. Seven, follows through on his God-given responsibilities. Eight, he understands the importance of feelings and emotions. Number nine, he flees temptations. This is a great list that I would encourage you to write down. I will also share the link to this page in the show notes so you can read more details about it as well as see a man in the Bible who is a wonderful example of a man who exemplified these traits. I promise a man of character is a man worth waiting for. Be a woman who looks beyond appearances and values character above all else. Remember that a man who loves the Lord is a man who will always love you. And with that, I want to wrap up today's episode. I pray it has been an encouragement to you and that it will help you overcome any of these lies that may have tried to take root in your heart.
You are a daughter of the King of Kings and he loves you more than anyone else, which means he only wants the best for you. Know that he has not forgotten you. And when you start to feel discouraged as you scroll past yet another single friend who has changed her status, remember that your season of singleness has a purpose. Spend your days pursuing the things of God. Dig deep into his word and you will be amazed at what happens. Above all else, learn to be satisfied with God alone. A man, however wonderful, can never satisfy your soul. Only the one who made you can fill the void inside. The one who longs to know you. He loves you with an everlasting love and invites you to sit still. Stay encouraged, my friend, and stay in the word. Thank you.